0: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
2: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription only quarterly publication is filled with top quality writers, great articles, and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk thinks many more people than Johnny Harvey need to take their face for a shite. My name is Craig (laughs) Cairns... (laughs) And I am joined by two beautiful human beings today The first is a man whose voice you may have heard on a view from the terrace on Friday And I think that pink blob with stubble was a decent resemblance, Andy Harrow
1: Thanks, I haven't seen it yet Because I, I was away in a stag weekend, I haven't seen it So I'm going to catch up with it probably after we do this So I'll take a run for it that it, 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 it a pink blob Because I have literally no idea With
0: stubble is it... <laughs> <laughs> And a man who uh, still hasn't updated us on the best World Cup wall chart he's ever seen it's Tom oh, yeah. Watt. Yeah, yeah.
2: Hello. I was deep in your Twitter today. That was that was. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's awful. Yeah, <laughs> the best World Cup, World, World Cup, World Cup ever. I mean, you may have never see the light of day on Twitter, but I'll uh, I'll I'll let you know. About An that. update would be uh, would yep. be would be um, welcome. Thank you. So
0: um, we are going to talk about the five matches that have already taken place this weekend in the Premiership. We are recording during what looks like a very wet and frantic match between Sibirn and Nicol but unfortunately we're not going to be able to cover that one. Um, We'll start with the live match from Friday, and that was Hibs 1, Rangers 1. And this game, I don't know, it was was very much your proverbial game of two halves where Rangers absolutely battered Hibs
2: in the first 45 minutes, but failed to put them away. Yeah, I mean, very much kind of both teams... In a nutshell, I felt a little bit. You know, Rangers for seventy minutes, it goes go as far as to say, well into the second half, were well on top, had plenty of chances, had all of the ball, looked dangerous every time they went forward, um, and Hibs were incredibly open and didn't seem to know how to stem the tide at any point. Um, Heck and bottom, obviously very early, early days, but was started this very open four four two again, um, and. For the first half, it was just wave after wave of, of Rangers attack. Then, against the run of play, Hibs get a goal, and and it looks like there's only going to be one winner in a completely different way, and then it was all Hibs until the very last minute.
0: And even Rangers' goal came from slightly strange circumstances, because uh, it came... I mean, Hibs were a blunt instrument in that first half, and the closest they got to the goal was when Canberry failed to control the ball after um, a dummy, a decoy offside flag went up. And from there, that's when Rangers counter attacked and eventually got a, a pretty decent goal through Candace.
1: Yeah, it was a good finish. Um, and it was, he, he didn't really see any way back for him for quite a long, long period of the game. But Rangers have had a bit of a problem that they haven't been ruthless enough at times this season. And that's partly what sets Celtic apart from, from all the chasers that um, they can put teams away generally from 1 0 from up. Rangers missed a bunch of chances. Morellas missed a, a couple of decent chances, um, and it just the longer it's one 0 they're going to be, you know, Hibs are going to probably have a chance given the, they've got Canberra and Mcnulty in the pitch, um, and they, you know, it was ultimately a a, a really good cross from, and good work from Mcnulty, uh, a decent finish from Camberry that got them back into it. But yeah, uh, if I was a Hibs fan, I'd probably be quite happy to get a point out of that, given the kind of overall performance and Definitely. for Rangers. Given the other results over the weekend, not a total disaster, but just frustrating from the the point of view that again they have looked dangerous for large periods and not being able to finish somebody off.
2: Yeah, I mean Stephen Gerrard still hasn't beaten Hibbs in in uh, three shots. Um, great goal from Candela, uh, uh, and I'm a big fan of his incredibly angry celebration. <laughs> what was that about? Who, I don't know. Who's angry with? I mean, Kamara comes and like he's like no, nope. and just like shrugs him off. <laughs> You know, and it's absolutely furious. <laughs> I will not. You know, we've been trying in every which way to score and people have missed much easier opportunities than this. I've now put us ahead. But no, I will take none of your love. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, again, Rangers, I think I'm right in saying Rangers have had more shots this season than any other team in the league. And um, just the failure to, to put away some of these simpler chances means that, as their defense is slightly prone um to the odd error yeah. they they let other teams in. I mean, McNally, to his credit he I think he's been an exceptional signing probably yeah. the exceptional bit of I mean, maybe, one of the best not January best. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I mean um a goal or an assist in the league every 56 minutes at the moment which is wild yeah. for yeah. I think you yeah. know, only only 6 or 7 games but still crazy. Um and he seems to have been around for a very, very long time and had a 10-year-long career and he's only 26. But I think I'm right in saying he's a, a hip supporter. He looks at home. He looks, He's had a nomadic career down south um, in League One in the Championship, but he looks like he really cares and he's making an awful lot of things happen for them at the moment.
0: Should we talk about um, how Heckenbottom kind of set up? Because I thought that given that against... Celtic, they played that kind of 4-4-2, that flat four across the middle, and they just got overrun in the centre midfield. Uh, Brown had a field day. And then for this game, even though they might not be quite as strong in the centre of the park, one of Rangers' strengths, especially since they've added Kamara in January, has been the centre midfield. And again, there was a mismatch in there, just in in terms of numbers. Uh, And it was a, I just thought it was a curious way to set up again. And it took until... I mean, he changed it during the first half. He did yeah, Camberry yeah, wide yeah, left, yeah. which I mean, that's a new one on us. I don't think he's played out there since he's uh, come to Scotland, and even then, it didn't really work. He said that he had to wait until he got in at half time to give them some more instructions, and then obviously that that yeah. worked, and they came out and they, they got the reward in the in the second half. But yeah, I thought it was a curious way to set up from the off.
1: Yeah, it, put a lot of, it meant Milligan had to do a lot of heavy lifting. Uh, When you've got that midfield around them, you've got two up front already, uh, and then you've got Horgan, Malin, and Omeonga sort of in front of them. That's a lot that you need to do to protect your defence, and it obviously didn't work. Um, I mean, that's been kind of one of his weakish areas all season is that midfield because they just haven't got that shape. Lennon never quite figured out how to accommodate all those players. Yeah. yeah, uh, And it doesn't look like it's quite... Heckenbotton's quite got it yet either. Uh, At least, again, I guess he was able to rectify it to some degree. They did look a bit more secure the second half, but it it was a bit strange. I mean, I guess at this point he's still trying things out, I suppose, and he wants to see different things from different formations and see what works and what doesn't work and in that sense that's okay like it, it's not going to make too much of a difference this season and it might help them next season going forward but yeah it didn't necessarily work I mean uh, I would say they were they were pretty lucky to get out of this game with oh no in fact they didn't they got they still had 10 men at the end of the game but they were lucky that it didn't happen a fair bit sooner Uh Gray should almost certainly have been sent off. Yeah, and there was a McGregor point, yeah. one as well, yeah, which I yeah. thought
0: was kind of borderline. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. think he could have complained if he had got sent off, but I don't think it was a stick on red. But yeah, yeah, um, it, it was coming when they... Although the one that McGregor did get sent off for in the end, he was recovering for someone's mistake. Yeah, yeah, I yeah he was. Somebody had given the ball away or something like that. But anyway, um, speaking of mistakes, the Rangers goal now, it was a foul at the other end of the pitch. Tavernier's definitely fouled by Omionga. But I think Rangers can definitely defend that a lot better. They First of all, they've got about 90 yards of the pitch to defend. Mm-hmm. And initially I said on Twitter, I picked, I picked out a few players. And watching it back, one of the players I didn't pick out was Kamara. And I think Kamara's maybe more at fault than Kandias because he's closer to Canberra when he... Because there's like a second phase of play. I mm-hmm. think Hibs kind of repel it slightly and there's a second phase of play. And um Kamara just kind of drifts back into his natural position rather than... and leaves Camberi over his shoulder. And at the same time, Kandéa should probably still be aware that um, Tavernier is the guy that's been felled at the other end of the pitch and as a right winger in front of that right back, he should probably be the guy um, covering. But you could pick three or four players at least, I think, that could have done better for that Hibs goal.
2: Yeah, and I think that it's not necessarily been... I mean, Rangers. Rangers' problems throughout the season have not been going forward. They're, they're a team that are set up to attack so much, but if that is the philosophy, then there needs to be concentration. Has been the problem at the back, right throughout. It's not been a you know, it's not been a lack of bodies. It's not been um, the the capabilities of the defensive players. It's been a lack mm-hmm. of concentration, and I think that was that was kind of on show again. Uh, whether it's this team, you know, Hibs just didn't look threatening at any point and they, it, it becomes easier to switch off. They, going back to the, the point about um, the the tactics, it's difficult to tell whether um, Hibs look like a team that are kind of caught between two mentalities, like mm-hmm. Lennon's press and Heckenbottom's much more kind of about the space and about playing a, a position. So it means that teams can run th- Run through them as as Celtic did. If they're not, you know, if they're not dropping deep and, and and going man for man as they did a little bit more in the second half, so I think there it it must be easier for you to switch off in games like that when you're not relentlessly faced with, you know, tracking your man or, you know, your fullbacks can get forward for seventy five minutes without there being any kind of attack of real note.
1: But that's what defines a really good defender from a kind of semi-average when you, that happens with goalkeepers the ones that happen to be really good at the top level are the ones that have nothing to do for 89 minutes yep. and are able to pull off a like brilliant sloppy. save yep. or, aye, <laughs> or you know McGregor from a, a Scottish perspective would probably be in that bracket but the defenders are not in that level and that's, what, that's where they fall down
2: sometimes but I think the the bigger difficulty and I think actually the, the problem Rangers have had and the reason that They won't win the league this season. Um, Isn't necessarily that they concede these sloppy goals; it's that they dominated that game for seventy-five minutes. A moment of carelessness, they let someone else. But then, but then, then they completely retreated into their shell. Then they were completely shell shocked. And whereas a team that will go on to win the league will not would not think, "Well, what we're under pressure now, we're going to retreat Uh, and." Hibs were allowed to run over the top of them for 15 minutes they would go, look we've not killed this off, someone has to take responsibility yeah. and step up.
1: But again, it, it, that also comes down to the fact that they are so reliant on Morelos uh, and if Morelos didn't have his best game, I mean he obviously looked dangerous but... He was, was desperate they, to score yeah, he was too, yeah, yeah. too
0: desperate to score I think
1: But they, but they still have that problem where And they're going to have it till the end of the season, where if Morelos isn't scoring a goal, there isn't really anyone else who's going to do it. And I think maybe you get to the point where 70 minutes in, you're like, it's probably not going to happen for him, so try and hold out. Uh, But aye. They've they've kind of got problems defensively and up front. None of them massive, massive problems, especially next season if Morelos stays. They're not huge, huge problems. They're fixable, but they're uh, enough to kind of do them in for this season very
0: fine yeah. margins yeah. but yeah. not there yet well a game that wasn't anything was anything but fine margins ugh, that was a decent link but it, <laughs> um, was the, the don't tell Graham it's a Lanarkshire Derby Derby a game which saw first of all Motherwell win 3-0 but also saw Ziggy Gordon and Leonard Sower retire
1: <laughs> yeah they got a, an absolute they doing didn't they dumb. yeah it was it was horrible and it was a uh, the fact that Motherwell were so convincing so early on with it and just ran over the... I mean, you'd have forgiven Hamilton maybe a wee bit if they were tiring towards the end of a game they'd been chasing, but there was just no organisation down that uh, would have been their right-hand side whatsoever. Um, they got pulled all over the place. Uh, and, yeah, it was... For Motherwell, it was obviously pretty impressive, but, uh, yeah, Hamilton... I, I can't quite put my finger in. This version of Hamilton now They're weirder They might be even weirder than Martin Cannon's version of like a gung-ho <laughs> poker player Where yeah. you, get like yeah. huge,
0: you get huge swings either way yeah. You know what I mean That's you, what you go, what go it feels to like, yeah. and you win 2-0 against yeah. the odds and then, you, yeah, and then you get absolutely pumped off Motherwell like yeah. That kind of thing yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a very, very strange team just now And the goals were all so terrible to lose I mean, every single one of them I mean, A couple
0: of tap-ins yeah, pretty much
1: Yeah, uh, they're just really, really poor
0: but Boli-Aribi, he looked absolutely fantastic in those games. Didn't, didn't get yeah. on the score sheet, but looked like he uh, he was a
2: standout performer. He looked like he really enjoyed it as well. I mean, he was given a, he was given so much space um, down Hamilton's right-hand side, um, but looked like he really enjoyed it. And I, I mean, I th- just think the way that they started, and, and Motherwell done this a couple of times this season, when they start like that and they just blitz teams, they've got so many runners. I mean, it, it's almost, this is. I mean, this is a really simplistic way of putting it but at the start of the season they lacked pace in wide areas and all it seems like they've done is bring in pace in <laughs> wide areas which is a far more complicated <laughs> thing to do than than, than it sounds but they've, they've managed to remedy that and they've now got players that can stretch the, the like stretch opposition um right across the front line and from fullback positions they've gone from having pretty much almost zero flair in their
0: team or ones (laughs) that were afraid to pick or couldn't get into their team or whatever to having like so many options to the point where if you double up on Hasty then you've got Turnbull and uh, Aribi break in and you've got even even Campbell I mean Campbell's not going to score you a lot of goals but Campbell is a kind of all action player that will get box to box and that kind of thing and yeah it's just they've just gone from uh, being this kind of team of giant centre-backs and five across mm. the midfield lump the ball forward every opportunity to be in like one of the flair teams in the division. <laughs> the, the, the transformation has been incredible.
1: Yeah, I guess it speaks a lot for Robinson, the fact that not only has he brought some of these guys in, whether they've gone through the youth team or he's brought them out on loan, the fact he's then willing to play them and has changed the approach to suit those guys because mm-hmm. they're... Mm-hmm the best people to play at the, the time um, and I guess it, you know it's, it's positive I know they're probably going to lose Hastings and Uribe probably won't be there next season either but it gives them another template going forward uh, I keep talking about next season actually I know we've got like another eight or nine weeks of this season <laughs> but um, but in a sense you know Motherwell's I guess they're pushing for six aren't they but uh, Robinson can kind of look towards next season in terms of he's got, got another way of playing but it's yeah, it's a nice feeling when you're 2-0 up in the Lanarkshire Derby after 11 minutes. I mean, yeah,
2: I think it was also quite telling of Robinson, who kind of slated them full time for not Putting their mm. feet, up, feet on on Hamilton's neck and going for more. they yeah, did when, caveat it. But say, yeah, it gets, I mean,
0: said, uh, yeah, that's a lesson for them. I think. But yeah, and they're that's young teams they need I'm, to learn. I'm difficult yeah. to please and things like that. <laughs> you're like,
2: yeah, yeah you were three and a half after what, forty minutes, and you you know you'd absolutely killed them. I, Whereas Brian
0: Rice was absolutely raging. Quote.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I don't know. It, it's difficult to tell whether he had justification because I mean they were terrible, but they were. <laughs> They were they looked like they were terrible in the way they were set up rather than I'm not sure Gogic is a central midfielder. No. No.
1: Well they also seem to be playing and... right back for, for the the goals they seem to be because they were obviously struggling on the With right Aribi, hand side. Yeah, yeah he <laughs> just that he was Somebody doubling up and it didn't out. actually help.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then for the penalty I thought um Aribi was very clever there because he deliberately kind of Moved his run back across Gogic, so that Gogic either had to let him go or clumsily foul him, and that's what that's what he did. And he he won the penalty.
2: Yeah, uh, I think it, it was kind of symptomatic of the way that Motherwell were playing. They got so many men in the box, uh, and Hamilton have like I mean, a bit like you were saying before. They've like they've almost evolved like Pokemon style. <laughs> they've gone even more Hamilton and been even more yeah, inconsistent yeah. and yeah. they've turned a, they've, they've brought a couple of players in from in January who you were like, you know, George Oakley who um, was never a Premier League player and was never going to keep them up is a Premier League player and might keep them up <laughs> um, whereas they've and they've kind of shifted things around and they're a lot more open and they're a lot more they they play a little bit like either they're 1-0 down or 3-0 mm. up at all times <laughs> and but the, the 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 downside of that is that they are incredibly open, and you can get them with runners. And and Araby absolutely tormented oh. them. And Gogitch had, had a bit of a mare and didn't really know where he was. I don't think where. Uh, I think Aribi was far more aware of where Goggich was than mm-hmm. Goggich was of Aribi.
1: I was hoping you were going to pick a particular Pokemon uh, that they gone from <laughs> to. I mean, I don't I don't really know any Pokemon.
0: Uh, you want to give it bash? No, I don't, I don't put me on the spot. No, wow. You, can come, back you can come back to us if you get one. Uh, not that it would mean anything. You could, you could no, just or, make up a name. No, not me. Uh, yeah. Scragglepaw or something. You could have just. Bright eyes. There we are. We got one.
1: Did, 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 the only one I really know was Pikachu. Did he actually have one? Did he have like a another? Yeah, he did evolve. State? Did he? Uh, I
2: can't remember what it no, was. was uh, but uh, yeah, he
1: did. Was it like Gremlins where he became like a bad and stuff? He,
2: he got like darker coloured uh, coloured. Uh, you meant sort of brown coloured uh, I can't remember I've really
1: put you in the spot about Pokemon <laughs> <laughs>
2: my knowledge of Pokemon is let, pretty limited let, as you can let tell move on Craig I feel like some sort of Pokemon expert in current company <laughs> I've no idea how I'm supposed I'll to just, link just to it. <laughs> yeah, I'll just tell I'll just make up a name and <laughs> believe it yeah true
0: St Johnston. yeah <laughs> Lost 3-1 at Livingston That's uh, no one's in nine Including eight losses Uh, They've only scored three goals In those nine matches Uh, They've picked up fewer points Than anyone else Since the winter break Are we underestimating St Johnston? Underestimating
1: them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, that's a joke. Sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry, quite a lot yeah, of times we put a, out yeah, our predictions, yeah. and when we don't back us at yeah, Johnston, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: win, some of their fans jump on our backs think, and say we underestimate them.
2: I think for the first time ever, we are estimating them mm. exactly yeah, spot right, on. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it's they've really suffered with the injuries. Um, their two best players for most of the seasons, Andrew Clark and Ray Wright, are out. Uh, it shouldn't have such a dramatic effect but I think you can see that it has um, question marks over whether Joe Shaughnessy will be there next, next season um, and he's not getting a lot of love from the fans no he's, he's well. not As well. and no. he had a pretty poor performance in this game I know he scored but uh,
0: yeah. he was at fault for the was it the was it he who was marking Oh, God, I'm getting the goals mixed up the now. Halkett for the first for, goal? Hackett was the first one. Yeah. I think he was marking them. But anyway, he didn't have a great game overall. No,
2: no I, I, and it's a shame because it's kind of been the end of Sexy St Johnston, which was such a such a nice story for the, for <laughs> yes, the season.
0: Yes. So, um, so Kennedy, I mean, you say Dre Wright and Clark, possibly the two best players, I wouldn't disagree, but um, K- Kennedy was also very good at the start of the season. Mm. He's gone off the boil. But January just seems to have ruined them. Now, I know it's difficult to play... We've seen it happen to Motherwell and to Dundee United in recent seasons where you play a trilogy against Celtic and it effectively ends mm-hmm. any kind of form momentum that you had. And there's similar things that can happen with them here, but I mean they look like they were recruited quite well in January. Sean Goss is quite a decent player, but I mean I don't think they've won a game with him in the no. starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Um they signed Swanson and Halloran who've both done very well since uh, sorry, who've both done very well in the past for St Johnston. And that was adding to the already, the, the sexiness that was already apparent, uh, if you can I'm call them as and sexy. sexy. <laughs> um, and these signings haven't worked out. It's just... It's, it's...
1: Yeah, the, the Goss one I don't think is working because they're too static in that midfield now. Him, beside Davidson isn't working particularly well. Goss doesn't really move that well. Even as limited as he is, even having somebody like Callahan there makes more sense and has worked for St Johnson at times because he's capable of kind of breaking past uh, other midfielders uh, he, he's basically just a uh, box-to-box midfielder and at the moment there's not a lot of movement there uh, in that that middle too um, Swanson's Swanson and O'Halloran haven't been fit uh, and have kind of taken their time to get into the team I think Swanson at uh, the weekend was reasonably positive but him and O'Halloran really need a kind of run of games to see if they can get back up to form and it's, yeah, it just hasn't quite worked for them and I I guess if you're uh, Tommy Wright bringing in O'Halloran, you think that'll help cover the the shortfall in the wings and maybe give uh, the guys out there a bit of a rest take a bit of pressure off but it's not really happened so what you're kind of seeing I guess is the fact that Kennedy's been pretty much an ever-present this season Um, and you're gonna fade at some point, uh, especially when you've got so much onus on you to actually be the creative creative force in there. Um, and then uh, Tony uh, Tony Watt hasn't scored in nine games either, so they're just, they're really struggling up front.
0: He misses so many sitters, doesn't yeah. he? That was a, that was a really bad one. And that that wins him a point if he puts that in. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, and I mean the best way I can put it is they looked like a side who were both incredibly surprised to go ahead, and then equally surprised to go behind. like They didn't really know where...
0: It was... Uh, it was. I watched the game on Alba and it was against the run of play when they scored. Yeah. And Tommy Wright said after the game that he felt that there wasn't much between the teams and I think that was a bit disingenuous. I think St Johnston had a lot of possession in the second half at 2-1 but Livingston were protecting what they had because Livingston are very good at protecting what they have and save that... Um, Tony Watts at our... They weren't really troubled that much, and uh, yeah, like I say, when uh, when even when St Johnston went ahead, it was against the run of play. It was a very very poor performance overall.
2: And if you wanted to, like, if you if you if you look at what both teams were trying to do, like St Johnston were trying to get the the ball down, and they were trying to, you know, trying to do what they have all. all when they were good, (laughs) back in the days when they were good, and they were trying to get their their creative players into it, but it just never looked like it happening, whereas Livingston looked like they were going back to doing what they were good at. You know, they Mm. were dangerous from throw-ins, they were dangerous from corners, they were getting the ball into the box early from wide areas, and they were causing all sorts of problems. I mean, I I think Cammy Bell is still looking for that cross for the first goal, (laughs) because he was about six feet away from it. But they, they just, there, there was a, Livingston managed to, they've been flat for a, a number of weeks, but they managed to sort of bring in the chaos factor again and mm. St. John, St. Johnston didn't really know what to do with them and weren't winning, like, weren't closing them down wide areas, weren't stopping the ball coming into the box and were losing relatively simple aerial duels.
1: Yeah. I thought, uh, I thought Lawson was good for Livingston. And it I it think... really was. Uh he's I mean, somebody I guess has had a poor start to the season, but he's he's picked up in two thousand nineteen, uh and that that bodes well for I guess the rest of the season. But he did look very tidy uh this game. And it it was a kind of it felt like a bit of a back to basics thing for, for Livingston, kind of relying on their centre halves for mm-hmm. both assisting mm-hmm. and scoring the goals. Um
2: how gets their top scorer of the season? Yeah, five joint top
0: scorer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was saying after the game that he thinks it could be. I mean, he's pretty much saying <clears throat> the interview pretty much confirmed that he's going to leave the club. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was kind of saying that it was an end of an era and. A lot of the players in the team had earned their move, which I think you can't really disagree with, can you? I mean, but that's going to be some rebuilding job for Livingston to do next season if these guys do uh, the part. Because Gallagher's already has he actually signed the pre-contract with Motherwell, or is he? I don't think it's been confirmed. No, yeah,
2: yeah, widely believed. Um, yeah, and not you're not. It's it's not just that they are a talented group of players who have you know seen them up through the divisions and surpassed expectations again this season it's that there are talented group of players who play a pretty specific way that it's very hard to recreate with you know in, in the market that they're going to be working in if St Johnston want to revert to type for instance then well, they'll yeah, yeah. find a new home. <laughs> sexy living next season <laughs>
0: but yeah
1: but you're right those uh, very hard to get those centre halves or that level centre half to because that's where that game plan's built on, uh, is having that quality of centre-half that you can then build out from for the rest of the the rest of the team. and yeah, I don't know where they, they would get them from if they were to lose them all.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're safe. You know, Sack off every Saturday for the rest of the season and go and watch lower league yeah. English games. And it's and difficult to buy to that team
0: spirit that you get yeah. from yeah. Uh, growing together from League One up to Divisions. Um, yeah, they. I don't know what's been up with Hardy recently. Why he's not been starting matches, but they started with. I mean, you can't really argue because they they've won the game three one, but they started with uh, Scott Robinson in attack in this game uh, with uh, Erskine and Sybil White, and I mean, uh, Robinson wasn't much of a threat up front on his own, but uh, they had they had um, Erskine and Sybald coming narrow, which worked. But yeah, I, I was. I, 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 it was more a question to know if anybody has he been out with injury or is it just like loss of form or something like that because he was yeah, on fire for a little while.
2: Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's injured. I mean, no, he, came, he did come on. Yeah, is, um yeah. I think just a, a rotation of personnel. And they haven't they haven't had a great run of form recently. I, I thought I thought Robinson was good without like he 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 caused problems. He was good he's without a goal being threat, a yeah. goal threat exactly, yeah. um, and that when you know when you've got when you've got a center back who can mm-hmm. get five for the season and be your top scorer then and, and you've got you've got defenders that are a threat in the opposition box you can maybe get away with that
0: right well let's move on to the next game at dens park where hearts came away with a 1-0 when both teams try to outshit each other in this game, it <laughs> seems um, a game so bad that the you podcast, never try and out shit Dundee. Do <laughs> a game so bad that the Terrace podcast Joel Sked, left at half-time. Oof, for the boozer. It's a
1: me, I I've ne- I've never done that. I mean, uh, for all the terrible games, I think because I'm tight and whatever else, but yeah, I've never I've never actually done that. No, I
2: don't think I have either. But then I. Know Joe well enough to know that he will not have taken that decision lightly, no, no, and it must have yeah, been yeah. an absolute stinker. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't it want looked to. It. Uh, yeah, yeah it, yeah, it did look it. Uh, um, and uh, any game in which the winner involves your centre, your main striker going in two footed <laughs> on one of your teammates, and the ball sort of dropping kindly in the six yard box. I've watched that go
0: multiple times. Yeah. And I, I'm still not sure what happens. What I do know that happens is the peas are... Puts in a slide tackle of sorts, takes out four players, yes. including <laughs> Cal <Cameron laughs> Morrison. Yeah, and the ball falls kindly to Sean uh, Clare.
2: I mean, that kind of chaos. Who would have seen that coming? You can't. You can't work on that no. in the training ground.
1: No, but I, I, a very fitting goal for the game. I think it, yeah. it
2: seemed like it. I mean, Rob <laughs> Rob Borthwick describing it as an absolute screamer <laughs> to, to round applause on Twitter. Um, yeah, it seems to sum it <laughs> up. It was. Uh, I, I mean even you can tell I mean I I watched the highlights of this I know no more than that other than everyone telling me it was grim um, but even the highlights look pretty grim there, yeah. there's not an awful lot to, to, to pick out of it I mean Dundee had their chances yeah Um. but they strangely for a team that, that looked dead and buried and then got a bit of momentum and looked like they had a bit of belief about them they don't look like they have any belief anymore yeah. and they look like they're they they were at, they they wanted something from Scott Wright who didn't really turn it on but he's only 21 22 so not quite sure they are going to need a bit more than that um Dundee had previously looked quite settled and organized and disciplined and they had they I mean they had their chances early on and I mean that the 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 goal kind of came against the run of play and then just sort of deflated Dundee mm. a little
1: Right, I mean that's happened this season as well where they've looked okay and then they've lost a goal I mean it happened maybe earlier in the season more often but but it has happened quite a bit I mean I think they're they're seriously missing Nelson uh, in terms yeah. of a, a goal throw, yeah. I think he's, he's only played four league games uh, but within them he's, they've taken seven points from him and in each of those games he scored, uh, I think they lost three and out of Motherwell, that was the only game that he didn't score in not including a cup game so I mean that's huge when he's had that much of an impact but they just I have not been able to get them out on the on the pitch, uh, and then defensively, I think it's about eleven eleven games now without them keeping a clean sheet. I mean, the, the defensive issues they've got and the personnel there's been obvious, and the the issues that the guys have brought in, including McGowan, haven't quite been good enough to bring everyone else up to that level. They they probably needed some Bera-esque signing they maybe hoped to kind of... Better of last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not that, yes, not this year. Um, But somebody who could kind of manage that, organise that defence and kind of lift everyone around him and like he's fine, but he's not He's not really that level. And they are, they are just a bit soft at both ends of the pitch still. Uh, not awful, but just a bit soft.
2: I mean, from, from a Hearts perspective, it's very... Well, I mean, what, what's the feeling like from this season? Because it seems like it's largely negative however they're only what, three or four much either points. way yeah I mean could, that's the thing a I couple mean, of good games from a final a disastrous
0: next few matches I mean I don't think they're going to fall out the bottom six but worst case fall into the bottom six sorry but worst case scenarios could uh, go down into the bottom six and get knocked out by Partick Thistle tomorrow night and then it's a shocking season even finish even not going to Hamden and finishing Sixths say not making it into Europe. I think it would look like a disappointing season overall, given the given the start that was made to the season. But at the same time, you're, you're two championship teams beating you're away from a cup final. Two chat. Why can't I put those words in order to make a, in a sentence? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They've got two championship teams to play, and then they could be in a final. Um, They were already in a semi-final earlier this season and they could potentially still get a European spot even though I wouldn't back them to. Um, So it can very much go either way at the moment but even not achieving what they should have or what they could have given the start they made this season I think you have to take into account the injuries that they've had. Most key players have been out at some point. Haring, Naismith twice, Suter... Berra hasn't been the same since they come back. Um, Uche. All these guys have been out, and not just for a couple of weeks, for for months, for, for lengthy spells. So any perceived failure or any failure at the end of the season, I think, has to take that into account. But yeah, I mean, it, it could still go either way, mm. though. Could, we could still end up cup winners and finishing the top four. Or we could finish six get battered in every game after the split and uh go out to the quarter final to party at thistle tomorrow. So it's yeah, it's very much on the fence yeah. as to how Hearts of the Season is gonna finish up.
1: It feels a bit like the cup ones, the the big one obviously given the draw as well, the fact that I mean it's such a an easy route to mm-hmm. the cup final potentially, like yeah. given they played with Auckland, like Talbot. Then Levinson, who were in a poor run of form it was at the Livy time, first, yeah, yeah living yeah, first and then like, yeah, and yeah. then uh, two the championship teams, neither of whom have been set in the header like at any One regular interval. One the league, and yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that to me from an from an outside point of view, it feels like that's the the really big thing that will ultimately come back. And living if they don't succeed, and at least get into the final, once you get to the final, and you play. Celtic or Rangers or Aberdeen, then you know he can get away with that a wee bit. But yeah, and it's uh, a
0: one-off game that Levine's shown that he can win. I mean, yeah. not a cup final. He's not shown that he can win. A cup <laughs> final. He's shown that he can win one-off matches sure in these in these types of fixtures. In these again, certainly in leak fixtures against those those sides. Um, yeah, we should just before we move on to the last game talk a little bit about the Dundee chances I kind of alluded to it earlier um, the first one set up by a Harren Flinker flick on this is just kind of <laughs> um, very much in the tone of this match where Harren flicks it on I can't remember who it was it was down the wing um, the first it's Kenny Miller Kenny Miller down the wing he crosses it over Christoph Berra continues his uh, 2019 defending <laughs> and uh, Dales had a pretty decent chance to put it in but um, Garuccio I think it was got in the way to yeah
1: it was actually really good defending you see so many goals coming that way that the full backs switched off and the fact that the centre halves have pulled across and the fact they actually paid attention and then won the header was, uh, was really good
0: and then there was uh, the Miller chance towards the end which uh, I think Kenny Miller still thinks
2: is going in <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Kenny Miller said. Uh, you know, Kenny Miller started the season relatively well and then there was talk of him the you know, next goal he scores is going to be the oldest Dundee goal scorer of all time and oh, he hasn't right. scored <laughs> since <laughs> <laughs> like he's, he's still going like, to be the oldest goal scorer he's but he's going to be about 45 years old
0: like when a player gets to 99 goals and they have a yeah, t-shirt yeah. underneath they never <laughs> really score that like goal <laughs> 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 anything else to add about this game before we move on to and do what the best we can with an all-nil
1: no I mean I think I think just in terms of who's actually going down, uh, it's still really hard to tell. I, I, I think I thought Hamilton a couple of weeks ago and then they beat Aberdeen uh, at and uh, they've, they've all kind of still shown the, those wee positives now and again, but in other weeks they've still continued to like rotten. So, and they're just, not, they're just not picking up enough points. I, I, I honestly can't separate the three of them at the moment.
2: In any given in any given two-week period, you'll change like, at the moment. Yeah, change, a change a moment. your mind any yeah. number of times. But at the moment, Dundee look like the worst team. Yeah, um, they are
0: in the worst form. Definitely, that's three defeats on the bounce now. One, one, and eight. They could be bottom by the time this podcast goes out, especially if this game, which is half-time and nil-nil at the moment, I think, um, simmer and go above Dundee yeah, on do, yeah. goal difference. So, yeah, they could be bottom by the time we. But by the time yeah, the guys are listening to this. Um, we'll move on to the last game. I think it's going to be a shorter podcast this week, but uh, no, I think we'll be all right. We'll yeah. be. We're, we're, I mean, that we have literally had one fight. last game to be fair. We, so. we have. <laughs> um, Celtic nil, Aberdeen nil. Celtic lost their one hundred percent home record for the season, um, and Pat Bonner said that they had fatigue in the brain. Okay.
2: I strangely, strangely understand him. I mean, yeah, whatever, <laughs> fine. But I, I, I mean, Leonard said something similar. He talked about. The, I think the, he was trying the to paraphrase. on over again is sounds, sounds better than. Yeah, um, and I think there's something in that. It's probably fair. Uh, I mean, they they were missing. A fair amount of legs in the team, McGregor and and Christie especially, um, but it felt they felt really flat. They their most their their two best chances came from Ayer, one because he just started rampaging Virgil Van Dyke style through it's the pretty middle. good when he's yeah, not losing head, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and uh, had another one disallowed um another one disallowed for um from a free kick which was well worthwhile because it meant that all the bells and whistles of the celtic light show went (laughs) off and it's really really (laughs) satisfying watching that when it doesn't quite come off um but i I think there, there there was something in it it did feel a little bit like there was a good atmosphere at the start of the game lennon was back but they never really got going they they I mean, to, to Aberdeen's credit, they were very good defensively. Um, they they had a lot of legs on uh, and, you, and a lot of runners. They set them. up
0: differently, didn't they? I mean, is this because of Lennon uh, as opposed to Rodgers? We did not dug it out in Lennon still because pretty much every time, in recent times anyway, certainly under Rodgers, uh, McKinnis seemed to favour going man for man, uh, sorry, man marking all over the pitch. And it didn't matter... Where Sinclair dropped to, Logan would follow him, and it didn't matter um, where uh, Rogic went, for instance, um, Considine would mm-hmm. follow him, and uh, it, it didn't it, it didn't work more often than it did for for McInnes. But this one, it seemed like he went for uh, they were just uh, they were back for, and they were staying in position. Is that because it was against Lennon, or was this I, I, was this him I think so. Him? I, I
2: mean, I think he. He, he, like, McInnes tried so many different ways to get anything from Rodgers. You know, everyone did, but he he tried playing effectively nine defenders and Sam Cosgrove. He tried playing runners. He tried playing all the physical players. He tried going man for man. Never really got anything from him, but he has got an exceptionally good record against Neil Lennon. I mean, I think he's, uh, McInnes has won seven of the 15 meetings that they've had and six of those Lennon was was yeah, in charge yeah, of Celtic. He always got the better
0: of them um, when he was his manager, didn't he? Yeah. yeah like mean, bogey the team for them. Only,
2: only lost once to Lennon's hip side, but beat Lennon's Celtic side twice previously, so he mm-hmm. has a has a pretty good record um against him. and I don't know whether that's just I, I suspect that he set up this way because he thought it would be a Lennon, mm-hmm. Lennon team and partly Celtic not Celtic having to play the midfield that they did Helped with that, um, they were they were a little bit more, they were a little bit more conservative than than they might have been, um, but it was the first nil nil in this fixture in twenty five years, and I think um, McInnes, you, you can't go to Celtic Park and and expect in uh, this season especially you can't go to Celtic Park and expect anything other than if you get anything it's a yep. bonus. Um, But strangely, it felt a little bit like they they actually should have won it, and Stevie May had the great chance at the end to win it. But um, if it falls to anybody but Stevie May,
1: May. I I, I would I would kind of agree on the the thing about Celtic as well, Uh, and and this might be something they have an issue with if they they continue on with Lennon as Hibbs and uh, previously I guess Celtic have found, and it's been a pretty full on few weeks. For Celtic, I guess, the fact that obviously Rodgers has left, and Lennon's come in, and then Lennon's away to hearts in that game, the kind of late winner, and then the Scottish Cup game, which is basically the biggest game in Lennon's uh, return to date and will continue to be. The Scottish Cup's the big thing now, really, because there's enough of a buffer to, to Rangers in second. So there is a lot of tension built up I mean I thought, I thought Lennon looked knackered actually in uh, <laughs> post-match he's only been in the job a couple of weeks but it kind of seemed like it's been a very intense full-on few weeks as opposed to maybe if they'd continued under Rogers, they'd have just kind of serenely gone about their business whereas there's been all this upheaval I think that is going to have some sort of effect and also for the players you're sort of again getting used to different styles and Lennon is a different style to, to how Rodgers plays um. Yeah. Having uh, Rogic and Brown holding does again kind of slow things down a wee bit. And beat on, beat on you Oh, sorry, yeah, Betoan. Who yeah. did I say Rogic? Um. Yeah. It does slow things down a wee bit. Uh. And you've still got Henderson in there, who's still young and isn't. You know, he's been very promising, but he's he's not as good as McGregor or or Christie in that position. Uh. So and then and then he's kind of Edward was dropped, which I. I'm not 100 percent convinced by Burke yet, to be honest. He I do you guys forward, think? No, no. I think uh, no. Rogers
0: seemed to get a couple of decent performances out of him as a centre forward, but I think long term he doesn't look like a centre forward. And I think that's is that both is that the last two games now he's been moved to the right mm. and Forrest has been put into the centre. I think, um, or was it the first well, it, game? Well, that no, was the first yeah, game. That Forrest yeah, has moved inside. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so I don't think that's the. I don't think that's. A long term thing, uh, no, but being a centre forward or shouldn't be. I should no, say. but it makes you wonder what the
1: point of Burke is. I don't, I don't, it, like he wasn't, he wasn't that successful as a right winger in the past two years. So they've obviously had this experiment in trying him at centre half because he's strong and he's fast. But it, it, given the, the way that teams set up against Celtic, I'm not convinced that's going to work that much because. No space, it, yeah, no space yeah. in behind for him to uh, catch defenders out And maybe actually in the second half There was maybe more opportunities for that to happen But he wasn't deployed there by that point so He's certainly so, got yeah. the raw
0: attributes He's still young What was it, the, um, the Red Bull Leipzig Manager said about the no. money was a Was you know there, he no hard drive or something? Yeah, yeah, or he had a, yeah I can't remember. Like his hard drive was empty or something yeah. like that. He was yeah, had all the physical attributes, but his hard drive was empty. It's um, uh, maybe a bit punchier in German. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably one word. Yeah, for yeah. That. yeah <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, I think that the other. I mean, when you went, when any team went to uh, Celtic Park to to play Brendan Rodgers' Celtic side, there was an air of invincibility about them, and any kind of change disrupts that mm. now if Celtic go and win this game they probably immediately get it back and you know they, they will get it back at some point but they it didn't feel watching that that there it, it didn't feel like there was a it was coming it didn't feel like there was a, a goal coming at any point and you know the uh, post-match the uh Conor McGregor um Conor McNamara, sorry, from the BBC said Brendan Rodgers was asking, the first thing he did oh, was ask off. about the Celtic score. No, but ah, everybody's yeah, taken yeah, this as still a sort of, it. No, but everyone's taken this as a sort of, oh, you know, his heart was there, he just wanted to know. I took that as... What's the Celtic score? Of course he fucking knows what the Celtic score yeah, is. He, Everyone he, can yeah. get the score. Oh, Brendan Rodgers doesn't have the internet, so he can't check that's the Celtic know, score. He's, he's doing it because oh, he's trying to still show that he's, he's oh, a Celtic fan. Oh really, fan. they dropped yeah, points yeah. for the first yeah. time, yeah. right.
0: He's still bullshitting. He's yeah. still at it. Even though he's left, he's still bullshitting but to the Celtic fans. But that,
1: That's almost the the weird thing about Rodgers, that he's so bothered about his perception and how he's seen that he actually did something completely against that by leaving Celtic when he did for Leicester. Because... Rogers' whole thing is about Rogers' legacy and how great he is, and like him as a person, and that everyone likes him, and you know the whole Clyde Tunnel story and everything. <laughs> and then that's all that was. And I mean, I think everyone could, I think most people could see through that as being utter bullshit. The at the press conference, but uh, but yeah, which is all like I say. That's why it seemed very strange in a way that he left when he did because he's all about what people think of him. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, we'll leave it there guys Um, Thank you very much for listening You can get us on all the usual channels, I'm not going to go through them all. Please check out our Patreon, though. We're going to go away and record a lower league winners and losers right now. There's also a couple of things that have gone up recently. A very good Scottish football life by Alistair Heather. He was out on the uh, Arab Arctic bus or something like that. I think he might have done the United supporters down at the game at Thistle. It's very, it's worth listening to. It's worth your, your fiver alone. Uh, there's also another podcast with him and Gary Cocker and Craig Fowler going ranking. Jackie McNamara sign ins. The first part of that went up today. And there's lots of other stuff that you should really be checking out. Um, All that's left to say is goodbye, guys. Bye. Sports Social
1: Podcast Network.
0: Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At US Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job, it's a calling. Agents answer the call.